Take ORFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and streaming of primo local content. Download the accessmedia.nz app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This program was first broadcast on ORFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to The Final Curtain. Ordinary New Zealanders telling their stories about death. I'm Shirley Welsh, host of Death Cafe Dunedin, where people meet in all sorts of places to drink tea, eat cake and discuss death. In this program, we break the taboo around talking about death and hear firsthand from New Zealanders about their experiences and their perspectives. Today I'm talking to Elizabeth. Elizabeth's toddler brother, Ernst, died while in the care of a parent's friend. Instead of blaming them, they did something truly remarkable. Today, Elizabeth tells us her story. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, Shirley. So tell us, what happened? Well, it's a long time ago. I just turned 80 the other day and I was 12 when it happened, so you can realise how long ago that was, in 1952. It was a very, very hot summer's day. My brother and I were at school and I'm not quite sure where my parents were, but my little brother, the littlest one, Ernst, he was three years, no, two years and three months. He was looked after by my parents' very best friend. They were called Hermione and Ernst. Um, Hermione and Ernst lived in a very big House. They were a bit older than my parents, and their their kids had grown up, so their house was sort of empty. And around it was a very lush, beautiful garden. And they also had a goldfish pond, not very deep, only about half a meter, or perhaps not even. And my dad was a very keen movie maker in those days. Eight millimeter movies he made, and we had films of us in that garden, especially my little brother Ernst, climbing in and out of that goldfish pond and enjoying the water, enjoying the heat, etc. Anyway, on that particular day, as I said, I was at school and my brother, my the middle brother, he was seven at the time and I was 12, that's right. I came home on that hot day and we had an au pair at the time and she was as white as a sheet and I could tell something had happened. And I said, what's wrong? And where's mum? Where's dad? And she immediately burst into tears and told me that my little brother Ernst was dead. It was a terrific shock, of course, because he hadn't been sick or anything. And uh, suddenly he, he was dead. And... They brought him home from Hermione's garden. They brought him home and they put him in a sort of a, sort of like a little white nighty, and they put him in the cot. We moved the cot into the living room because we wanted to be around him. And here he was in that cot on that very, very hot, hot day. Um, my parents had lots of friends, they knew a lot of people, and a lot of them came around with flowers, and I remember hating those flowers. I wanted to throw them out of the window and get my brother back. And about three, no, 
Two days later, a little white coffin came and he was put into that coffin. And then the day after, it was the funeral. Now, remember, this is a long time ago, 1952. And it was a big black open-sided hearse, a bit like a four-posted bed with no sides. And I will never forget that little white coffin in the middle of that black hearse. And it was pulled by black horses very, very slowly from our house to the cemetery. And my parents and I and Martin, we followed that hearse to the cemetery. The day after, immediately the day after that, I think it was Friday, and that was also Saturday was going to be the last day of school. Immediately the day after the funeral, my parents and Hermione and Emil went on holiday together to do griefing together. And I must point out, they were really, really close friends. They had a great love of classical music. They were in the same church, and Emil was the organist, and he conducted the choir, and my dad sang in the choir, and he was the president, and the two women got on really well, so they were really their their very best friends. And to me, I, I never questioned it. It was just totally natural that the four of them will go away and grieve together. I also went away on holiday. Already then I was a very keen outdoors person and I went into a tramping camp with some friends and I remember it was hard because I kept thinking all the time about that little brother Ernst that had died. Um, I tell you how it happened. I said Hermione looked after him and it was a hot day and they were behind the house in that lush garden in the shade and she heard the doorbell ring so she just dropped whatever she was doing and ran through the house to the front door and there was a postie delivering I don't know some registered article she had to sign for and the next bit I'm making up but she is the sort of person who would have said to that that delivery postie would you like a glass of water I'm just saying this because it would make the time a little bit longer before she went back to the back garden. And he probably said yes and etc. But anyway, by the time she went to the back garden, she couldn't find my little brother. He just wasn't where he was when she left. And she looked all around the garden, got really panicky, but there were no holes in the hedges or anything. And eventually, as she ran past the goldfish pond here was that little hand floating above and of course she pulled him out and he was dead and she just managed to ring the ambulance and then she collapsed she had a really a proper collapse she i don't know more about it i just heard she collapsed what is extraordinary from what you're describing um, elizabeth is that your parents actually went away with hermione and emile after yeah. Your brother Ernst was was buried. Yeah. Did they forgive them for his death? They did. Well, even if they didn't, they never showed any any bad feelings. In our family, we forgave. My mother was one of nine, and he used to have the most enormous political arguments, but they never, ever, ever fell out. We Forgiving was really important in my family. 
and they yeah they forgave them that the friendship continued we would have parties together dinners playing cards making music and uh, it was the natural thing to do and i don't think we ever even talked about it it was just it's just what you did so was that particular to your parents being so forgiving i never questioned that i never questioned that um i knew I knew of people who had rifts in the family and didn't forgive each other, and we thought that was just stupid, just stupid. But the, the word to forgive never even came up. It's just, it's just what you did. You didn't harbor any, any nasty feelings. Um, I must say, much, much later, shortly before, about a year or two before my mother died, she was 93 when she died, I asked her once, I said, um, did you ever uh, had it out with Hermione? Did you forgive her? She says, well, no, I never really asked her. Yes, at times it was a bit hard. I, I wondered why she, um, why she, you know, didn't look after him properly. But um, no, no, I wouldn't think of breaking off the friendship. So that's, yeah, that's how it was. So what gave your parents this extraordinary ability to forgive? Or was it just their value system? It was their value system, and I don't know whether it came from their... Really, they had great belief in church. They were keen churchgoers. Not in any sect sort of way. It was just sort of the ordinary Protestant church in in Switzerland. And uh, whether that was part of it or so, I don't know. We went to Sunday school and to Bible club and stuff. Uh, but whether that gave them that strength, I really don't know. But they, they did, they did definitely mm. forgive, and they they forgave other people as well. They never hold grudges with anybody. It's a remarkable, remarkable response. Did they have another child after yes. Ernst died? Yes, yes, yes. My my brother Martin, he was five years younger than I, and um, he got married and eventually had four kids, and. Uh, on one really, really cold winter's day, he had a skiing accident, a very bad skiing accident, which was caused by his 13-year-old son. He was actually caused because my brother tried to stop his 13-year-old son from slithering off a very, very icy site, and the two of them crushed against some pylons, and um, my brother had his liver torn off and he died a few hours later and that was absolutely terrible for my mother but again she didn't blame anybody she didn't say you shouldn't have gone skiing on such a cold day or christian shouldn't have played silly buckets and then came sliding down the ice um so it was really really hard for her so your mum lost another child after yep. having she, lost ernst yeah and that was she, your she brother buried, martin she buried both her sons one many, yeah. many years after the other. Yeah, yeah, many, many years. But in between, of course, what happened, after Ernst died, mum kept saying she would like another baby. And my dad said, no, no, I, I'm not risking it. That was just too painful. I, I don't want another child. And mum said, oh, yeah, I know we can't replace him, but we can have a baby in the cot that smiles at me and that helps me with my pain. Anyway, one morning, I was about 13, I discovered that mum was always being sick. And I said, Are you? I was very naive. We were in those days, we didn't know much. 
and I said, what's the matter? Why are you always being sick? And she said, well, I might as well tell you I'm pregnant. I'm having another baby. And I said, but um, I, I thought Dad didn't want another one. What, how come? She says, well, I had to seduce you, Father. And I had to <laughs> laugh because it wasn't really difficult to seduce them. Mm. So they had this other baby, which is which then uh, was my sister Barbara. Barbara is 14 years younger, and even though Dad didn't want another child, Barbara and Dad were very, very close. It was lovely, and I'm pleased that I have a, a sister who's that much younger, living in Switzerland. Right, and so you describe your parents being very, very forgiving in an extraordinary situation. Has that affected your worldview about forgiving other people for things that they have done wrong? Possibly. Um, if it has, probably subconsciously, I never actually really thought about it, but I learned very early on, because we all have things in life that make us angry, that make us upset because it's somebody's fault, etc. But I learned very soon that it's, it, it doesn't do me any good not to forgive because it hurts me more so than the other person, especially if you're no longer in touch with that person. And then I start to sort of collect thoughts and, and sayings about forgiveness, and I found one, and it's actually um, on my, on my um, notice board in the kitchen, and it was Martin Luther King who said, forgiveness is not an occasional act, it is a permanent attitude. And I thought, yes, yes, it has to go on. Forgive the motorist to cut you off or so, because if you don't forgive him, you are angry and you are upset, and it, 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 it's not much good. And then I found another really good saying, and that is so true, and it says, not forgive another person who has wronged you. Not to forgive that person is like eating rat poison and hope it kills the other person. It doesn't. It hurts you. And I learned that a long time ago. But whether it's because of what happened with my little brother dying and my parents immediately forgiving them or not, I don't know. It's just, just the way we did things. Mm-hmm. So if you think back now and imagine if your parents hadn't forgiven Hermione and Emil, how different would things have been? We would have missed out on a lot of fun because in the years to come, you'll know, once, once the main pain of the grief abated a little bit, oh, there were a lot of parties, a lot of nice music making with the family because they really were good friends and we had a lot of fun with them. But I have to also say, when I then had children of my own, I, I suddenly thought, how could mum forgive her so quickly? I, I, I questioned myself. I wondered if, if somebody had looked after one of my children and they died while in their care, how difficult it would have been for me. Fortunately, I never had to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Of course. Now, other things you've mentioned that strike me as interesting are that although you were merely 12 years old, you actually went off to the funeral along with your parents. Yeah. So often children were excluded from funerals. That wasn't the case with you? Oh, not in Switzerland. Right. They were always there. I was on my grandfather's funeral. 
I was on an uncle's funeral, an aunt's funeral, and yes, we, our car, my dad had a Citroen, he loved Citroens, and uh, he drove, and my mum sat next to him, and my brother Martin, who was seven, and I were in the back seat. And I remember standing at the graveside, and the sun was burning down. People don't know this, but Switzerland can have really hot summers, and it was a very, very hot day. Do you think it helped you to come to terms with Ernst's death that you did attend the funeral? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Because no matter what, the death happened and I had to come to terms with it and accept it. It was real and it stayed real and that's how it had to be. And it meant I could talk to my parents about it and, 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 and discuss the whole thing. Oh, yes, I would never, ever stop a child coming to a funeral. Never. And can it's you part s- of life. Can you say the same for having brought Ernst home? You described how they brought him yep. from Hermione's house to your house and yep. put him in a little crib. Yep. Yep. That was beautiful. We could sit there and cry and talk to him. And Yes, I would. I know it's not done these days, but... I often said, you know, <clears throat> if my husband dies before me, I would quite like to have him at home, but I don't know whether he can still do that. But yes, yes, that's how it was. And once, or oh, when I was on my, whip, on my trip back to Switzerland, another aunt, had tons of aunts, she died. And um, yeah, she was at home in a beautiful coffin and flowers all around and a nice dress on and yeah. What do you think was the effect for Hermione and Emil of your parents forgiving them so immediately and so totally? I can only guess that it was a relief to them but I also think Hermione then probably felt guilty for many years because for years to come whenever it was our birthday or Christmas she really spent money on lavish presents for us. I think that's the only way she could perhaps make it up to us. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just guessing. We never really talked about it. But the, the, the friendship remained and uh, she was nice to us and we were nice to her and we still spend a lot of time in that beautiful garden. Always, you know, thinking this is where Ernst died. But... Uh, yeah, it was, it was still good that we were friends. So even though it was a consequence of her having left him unattended that he died, your parents retained this relationship with Hermione and Emil, and you all just continued as you had, all experiencing totally. the same loss. Totally. Just yeah. as if nothing had happened. It just, you know, it just went on the same with being with each other and making music and playing cards and whatever, yeah, giving each other Christmas presents and birthday presents, yeah. And when they went on holiday together after Ernst had died, did you find that strange at the time or was that something that seemed normal and natural to you? My parents, Emil and Hermione, had never been on holiday together before. <clears throat> but because of the gravity of what happened, to me, that was totally natural. I thought, yes, they are four grown-ups. They have to, they have to grieve together. It was t- 
totally normal for me that this is what happened. And they went away to the outdoors, into the mountains? They went into the Swiss Alps, yeah. They went to the same hotel. And I, I don't think they did much adventuring or etc. Possibly gentle walks and just being quiet and being together and sharing meals and stuff. I, I imagine that. Because I think grief has a sort of an almost a, um, oh, I don't know, it's a sort of a heavy feeling, you know, when my when the other brother died. Uh, it, it almost paralyzes you. I can't think that they did amazing stuff, you know, climbing mountains or whatever. It's too paralyzing. And I think they just looked after each other in that holiday. Well, what seemed perfectly normal and natural to you, Elizabeth, is truly remarkable for someone like me. And I think it's extraordinary that they were able to do that. But what you've said is that their ability to do that actually was beneficial for everyone, for them, okay, for Hermione oh, yes. and Emil, for you, for everyone. Yeah. yeah, absolutely for everyone. Yeah, we really, really recovered much, much better. It would have been awful if there was no forgiveness because we couldn't avoid each other. Emil and Hermione lived down the road from us. Emil was a school teacher. He taught in the same building I went to school with. It would have been absolutely awful. No, it's terribly important to, 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 to forgive and to try and come to terms with. Yeah. And of course, having seen your parents' example, you yourself have embraced a policy of forgiving. Yes. 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 Yeah. And I'm happy to say I pass it on to my children and my grandchildren and they take it on board. I'm 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 vociferous about it. I tell them I tell them how important it is and I tell them that it may not happen in five minutes but eventually you have to give forgive whoever upsets you. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for telling us your inspiring story. It's You're extra- welcome. Extraordinary story of forgiveness and grace. You see, I don't even think it's extraordinary. For me, it was, it was just normal. I'm confident there'll be a lot of people listening and being inspired by your parents' ability to do something that for a large number of people they would find very, very difficult, if not impossible, to do. Yes. As I said, I'm pleased I was never put in that situation. I had people wronged me. Yes, of course, we all have that. And it was easy to forget, but I never lost a child. So I hope I could be as generous with my forgiving as my parents were. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. Thanks, Shirley. Nice talking to you. Bye. You've been listening to The Final Curtain, ordinary New Zealanders telling their stories about death. Podcasts from this series are available online at oar.org.nz and from the accessmedia.nz app. At Death Cafe Dunedin, the conversation continues. You can join that conversation by listening to other New Zealanders tell their stories about death and, if you want to, by sharing yours. Look for Death Cafe Dunedin on Facebook for updates and meeting times. Take ORFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and streaming of primo local content. Download the accessmedia.nz app for free from Google Play, 
and the Apple App Store. This programme was first broadcast on ORFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.